Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Suggestible Pod, your weekly podcast where we recommend you things and we're definitely not losing our minds. We're definitely not, and that's great. Listen, this week, the spookiest time of the year. And I'm not talking about bloody tax time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Is that really the first time you've heard me say that? No, I've heard it a thousand times. All your jokes I've heard a thousand times. And that's because, dear listener, if you're new to the show, we are married. I am Claire. James is over there. And this is our annual, and as I say annual, it's our second one we've ever done. That's that's annual. Spooky episode because it's Halloween. That's right. Though I'm not sure how many how, how much actual Halloweening is going on uh, in different parts of the world. Well, but, yeah, um, I know particularly with the whole virus. I mean, I guess our lives are one big Halloween. Oh my know, God, really. Claire, you've really held a mirror up to society. <laughs> the year 2020 is just one long Halloween. Not by that I mean we're not all dressing up, but we are wearing masks. That's so true. <laughs> and you know what? It's like it's in like society. You have to wear masks every day. You know what I mean? In a different oh, way. You do. You do. No, I mean you never leave your house, but if you did. Why would I leave my you house? You would have to. I can get things delivered to the house and then instantly regret it when I open it and go, oh, what are order this? <laughs> I know. That seems to be the theme of 2020, doesn't it? Ordering things online and then worrying about the packaging. Oh, my God. <laughs> Recycle bin's out of control, man. I just, I don't know what to do. I know. I don't know what to do. Oh, gosh. Hmm. And also feel free to yell at us if that's our biggest problem for this year. Bloody hell, we're doing all right. Yeah, feel anyway. free to yell at us and tell us how we're doing it rough. We'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, would you like to go first or can I go first? Whatever, man. You can go first. All right. Full disclaimer, I hate this. Okay. Because I get spooked really easily. You what? know this about me. I already am on edge. What's I'm the already spookiest, freaking spookiest out. movie you've ever seen, do you think? Uh, I don't watch many spooky movies. Um, or even show. You're going to laugh at me about I bet that. I am. Oh, about this? Because it's really corny. I reckon the scariest one I ever saw at the movies was The Ring. The Ring is scary. It's bloody terrifying. It's not just scary. It's so bloody yeah. terrifying. I didn't I, sleep for weeks. I, when I watched The Ring the first time, I think it was like I hired it or it was on TV. I can't remember. I hadn't seen it. I heard it was like scary. And at that point, horror movies were like, because this is like the early 2000s, it was like, yeah. It was like scream and like your Freddy Kruegers and whatever. And then I saw that and it fucking freaked me right out, man. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah, it's fu- it's oh, really that makes unsettling. Me feel better because I thought you were like immune it's to not all just violence. The, no, it's horror. not just the scares. It's just a very unsettling movie. And yeah. maybe it doesn't hold up because I know it's obviously been replicated a lot since. But yeah, that that's a very that was a yeah. very like upsetting movie. He's just taking his jumper and, off. That's and how upset he is. And it it's is a, hot. And it's a, obviously I know people right. It's, it's a remake. There's a, it's a Japanese of a Japanese film. But um, yeah, Naomi Watts. Other people, the, the yeah. guy from Talk. Naomi Watts plays Terra very well. She does. She's really she's got really good. Terra on her face. Yeah, yeah, she does, and she's quite ephemeral or something. You oh, know? like a spooky waif woman. Yeah, she is. So mm. it's, and and something about the sound in that film and yeah. the way the fly was buzzing. And then at the end, the woman, the, yeah, the, the well, child Samara, that comes out of it? the well yeah. and with the hair. 
Oh gosh. Anyway, anyway is that what you want? Yeah, so Did you want to talk scariest, about the room? Um, the ring. The ring sorry. No, no, because I can't talk about it. It's too freaky. What's okay. the scariest movie you've ever seen? That's that. That'd be one of them. And it kind of took me, caught me off guard because I was in my late teens and like I didn't really. Oh, you were cool, James. Yeah, I was cool. You James. were cool, ironic, James. Cool, ironic, James. With your like and, long fringe. And so I didn't. Um, <laughs> and he's dyed red streak. That's, and I did. Yes. And I didn't really. <laughs> Like I didn't know, I, did, I just kind of walked into it, kind of not knowing what to expect. And I can't, th- I'm sure there are other examples, but I'm not really, I don't normally get like kind of scared by stuff Yeah, you're that much. like immune. I know, I it's not even that I'm immune. immune. I just, I also, I don't watch that much horror stuff really. Like I'm not really a horror guy. Like Mason and I recently, uh, we watched Freddy versus Jason. We did a commentary, big sandwich, whatever. But um, so like, you know, I, I think they're fun and whatever, but I don't actively seek them out. I'm not like a, I'm not, I'm not a horror movie like, buff. What is it that people actually get out of horror movies? I think it's I'm like, curious. it's like an adrenaline rush. It's like you're scared without being an actual danger. Okay. You know, it's uh But why would you, I just don't understand. I think people I, like, cause it's like you're, like you're involved in it. And like, cause you can't, you get immersed. Like if you're invested in the characters in the situation, you kind of. You're drawn into it. Jump. You know what I, I mean? was, yeah. And I've, that can be fun. Like there's, I, I've got a couple that I'm going to talk, talk about today that are really fun. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. Anyway, well, I do. Uh, if you Have you ever been to see a horror movie with me in a cinema? Because I, I have stopped. The look- Meg? <laughs> yeah. That's the closest we got to horror because I've just stopped going to yeah, the cinema I don't, to see them. I don't I think don't so. Do but it. I also don't generally see horror movies at. The, the cinemas because I don't rush out. To, but, but that would also make a difference. That would probably, I think it would definitely add to the experience when you're oh. like, because I remember seeing the others and that was like the whole atmosphere of a, of a theatre was, and I watched it later at home. It's it's just very different. Yeah, see, I I uh, can't mm. go to the theatres to watch scary movies anymore because I literally jump out of the chair. Yeah. Like to the point where, and then I yell and I'm yeah. like, no, don't and I forget because I'm so immersed. Yeah. I've been like that since I was a what kid. What about A Quiet Place? So that's immersed. sort of a horror movie. Yeah, we so that's that. what I was yeah. going to talk about today. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. cool. Did you know that? Did you see me researching? No, no, I just I, I just remember oh, you said horror movies we saw together and we saw that together. We did, yeah. yeah. Well, that was probably one of the only ones I've seen at the And cinemas. that's not even like a strictly horror, horror. I'd say that's more of a suspense. Not that it matters. It's The, the yeah. line is like blurred. But anyway, it sorry, is. go on. Yeah. Um, so A Quiet Place is directed by John Krasinski. People um, might know him as uh, from he did that movie about football with George Clooney. Yeah, that, that's how it is. No, it's The Office. What are you talking yeah, he's in about? That, he's in the football one as well. Oh, Leatherheads, I think You're it's called. Worst. Anyway, it's about a family who struggles for survival in a world where most humans have been killed by blind but non-sensitive creatures. They are forced to communicate in sign language to keep the creatures at bay. And I think the reason that John Krasinski was drawn to it in the first place and the reason why I've seen it because I really deliberately don't watch horror movies is it's such an interesting way of creating a film and it's I think the family relationships are what carries it and the fact that most of the film is actually silent. Yeah, um, well, there's which, a lot of, uh, yeah, um, ASL. ASL is it called? Sign language. Uh, sign language, yeah. It's, not, it's probably called a different thing in different. It is called is different, it? Yeah. In different places. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it is. It, um, here we call and it. And she's, um, uh, the daughter is, is deaf in, in, in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So the actress um, whose name is Millicent Simmons um plays Regan Abbott, who's deaf in the film, and she is, yeah, she's been deaf since she was a baby, the actual mm. actress. And there's some really, really great scenes where they use sign language to communicate with each other, um, which I think is just awesome in general. I know you didn't love it. You don't think it's that. Uh, it's I like I, I like the characters more than I like the 
the execution of the premise. Yeah. Like they're like, why not just move next to the waterfall? Why not live next to the waterfall? Yeah, that's true, I guess. Because they do, there's a real um, a tragic scene that happens at the very start of yeah. the film and then the family is forced to kind of go and live in this house where they've kind of set it all up so that the creatures will attack if they hear sound. So they have to learn to live completely silently. Mm. And that's interesting. I, think I do. All I th- of that, the way they set the house up, the way they yeah. live their lives is really interesting. That's like the way that's thought out, like... For example, they don't have cutlery. They kind of wrap everything in, like, lettuce to eat it. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that because it's silent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and they don't wear shoes everywhere. I mean, I know they're laying down sand to walk everywhere as well. I'm like, that doesn't seem, that seems like a nightmare. But (laughs) Yeah, but that's what you you hate sand on your little... I'd be fine with them if they were big goblin aliens. I like the alien design in it as well because they're kind of like almost like tarantulas. They got that kind of like feel yeah. to them, the way that they move. There's a funny fact, actually, which you probably know because you're the old movie buff over there. Because all oh, you do is watch movies, movies. you've got square eyes in your face. Yes. Or something. Anyway, that's what they used to say. <laughs> that's what they used to say. They call him Square Eyed Jimmy. My mum was always like, You watched too <laughs> My mum was always like, Yeah, well, you did. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's talking about. Look at me now. <laughs> Look right. at me now. Oh, Lord. Look at me now, mum. <laughs> I'm a sad square-eyed man. Yeah. Limited with uh, Well, I'm currently edi- editing a video on Star Wars Bounty Hunter, a game I played in the early 2000s, and I'm like, yeah, I probably sung a lot of time into that. What a waste of time. But now I'm like, look at me now. I know. It still not is a endlessly waste. frustrating to me that I spent so much time being annoyed at you for playing video games and now it's your job and I have no leg to stand on. No legs! Well, to be fair, you would no like you should have been right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I really, yeah, I didn't go out on a limb there no. like complaining that you played too much video games. Anywho, back to A Quiet Place. Fun fact, John Krasinski actually plays the alien in a um Like suit. a mocap suit. Yeah. Does he? I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, really? I got gotcha. you. I, I can never get you with these kind of facts. And what's kind of interesting is that when they did the test films, they hadn't finished the CGI. Oh, so that's just so, like... so, yeah, in some of the um, – they couldn't figure out why some, in some of the scenes the audience kept laughing and they were worried that maybe it wasn't landing properly oh, and okay. they realised it's because you can see him just like occasionally popping through. In like a ping pong ball suit. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which would kind of really make mm. it hilarious. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is like a really frightening movie to me is I think it has one of the most frightening scenes for me ever, which is when Emily Blunt's character is pregnant in a lot of the films. Oh, yeah. And yep, she has yep. to give birth in a bathtub while the creature, and I, this is a tiny spoiler but not really, is trying to, you know, is sort of creeping up around her and she's not allowed to make any sound obviously because that will draw the creature to her and so she's sort of giving birth while trying to stay silent and yes. it's terrifying for lots of reasons mainly because I find birth really terrifying <laughs> anyway and then the idea of this monster and I don't do well with like suspense and jump scares and so there's a lot of that. No, I don't, yeah, I don't <sighs> like jump scares either. I think they're mostly cheap. I think they can be executed well, but yeah. Well, see, I just, I just don't like them because I jump and I get scared. Yeah, well, that, so I, I also don't scared. like them because of that because it's like this isn't. Boom! Yeah, Did I get you? yeah, you got me. Sorry, Lisa. But uh, <laughs> I think it's, no, but yeah, I, I think on the whole, like you could pick it apart all day because it's obviously not a bulletproof movie like plot-wise, but I, I do. I just think it's so interesting. I do though, like right? it. Yeah, I, I agree. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that you sound all kind of. No, I like it. I do. I mean, it made a lot of money for a reason. And there was that year of like, there was that. And it might have been the same year. It was the same time. Then there was Bird Box, which was like, you weren't allowed to look. Oh, with Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. And they, she's rowing the kids in yeah. the boat. And that was kind of. Whatever. Oh, I found that movie. terrifying. I actually but, uh, watched that too. I did find that terrifying. People doing the bird box challenge, do you remember? Oh, that's Blindfolding right. themselves and driving cars oh, and shit. Oh, man, that was a time. Yeah, it certainly back was. Back when we weren't also less scared. Um, do you know that this film, A Quiet Place, made people less likely to buy popcorn? Yeah, no, I, I, I like that it's um that there was this idea of how you had to go into it. Like you can't go in munching and crunching foods because it's, it's literally like a silent experience. Yeah. For the most part, obviously. Yeah. You know. And that's, I think, what's also really interesting about it. Mm. And um, John, like, because he's my friend now, John. John, your friend he John. Went, he went, the first cut of the film was completely silent because he oh, wanted really? it to work as a completely silent film. I think it probably would. Yeah. Well, apparently, if you mute it, it still does because so much of it is done through, like, you know, the actions emotions and, and actions. And they also and do. The story. This, it's subtitled, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, subtitles. Yeah, absolutely. In in the first original script, which was done by Brian Woods and Scott Becks, it only had one line of spoken dialogue. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, obviously it had the sign language. But, was it? Um, oh, being eaten by all these aliens. <laughs> it was just Emily Blunt's character. I'm serious. Giving, it was just Emily Blunt's character giving birth going, fuck. Yeah. Just one, <laughs> one long, one long word, yeah. Uh, excuse my French. Um, no, but it ended up only having 25 lines of spoken okay. dialogue, yeah, that, which is still I not very that. much. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. I like that it was a, yeah, it was changed the way people went to see it too. I like that you recommended this incredibly popular film that everybody's seen. I know. Oh, well, pipe down over there, (laughs) movie buff. I don't see many bloody horrors. You made me do this. Anyway, Um, over there. I was just wanted to say, like, this year, it was supposed to, it was the sequel was supposed to come out in March. And to preserve the theatrical experience, they pushed it back very late in the day. Like, it nearly came out. It was maybe a couple of weeks away. And, um, yeah, so now it's been delayed until next year and then who knows when that will specifically be. Um, but, yeah, I'd say it, it's a good chance it could end up in, at streaming at some point. Oh, yeah. there you go. So, Interesting. All right. I've got some horror movies that I recommend that they're on Netflix. One's called The Babysitter and the f- sequel is called The Babysitter Killer Queen. And I never heard about these until recently the sequel came out. And so they're teen horror comedies directed by McGee, who I don't normally love as a director. I'm not a huge fan of his Terminator movie. I, I don't really like the Charlie's Angels stuff. But he has done some things that I, that I do like. Um, anyway, this stars Samara Weaving, who you might know as the uh, – she's the niece of Hugo Weaving. So she's Australian. Oh, yep, yep, uh, yep. Judah Lewis, Emily uh, – Aileen Lind, Robbie Amell, who uh, is, people might know from CW. Does he smell? Um, <laughs> not according to his Wikipedia. but So anyway, the, the, the lead so in it, funny. who I really like, Judah, uh, he's, he plays this kid called Cole and he's picked on to school and he's nerdy and he's kind of an outcast. And he's about, I think he's probably about 13, 14 when they, when they shot it. So he's, he looks like a kid. He's not like. You know, like a twenty-year-old being like, oh, "I hate school" or whatever. Yeah, you know? like the OC, which like is the just OC, like exactly. twenty-five-year-olds yeah. being like, "I'm fifteen, I'm 15. and I'm a teenager." Yeah. So, but he's got this babysitter played by Samara Weaving, who looks after him, uh, you know, after school or whatever, and he's kind of a bit old or whatever. But she's really cool, and they watch movies together and hang out. And she teaches him how to, to be like stand up for himself and all these kinds of things. But anyway, and this is a slight spoiler, but I recommend if you like movies like Home Alone or Scream, this is kind of falls into that kind of category of movie. But it turns out that she's using him and a, with a group of other people 
to perform a satanic ritual to, I think it's uh, for everlasting life or something like that. So it's essentially, and then it becomes a whole group of like teenagers, like older teenagers trying to kill him in his neighbourhood and he's kind of home alones it. And it's very gory, like there's a lot of like really brutal and, and accidental and intentional deaths. And what really works for me is Samara Weaving and, and Judah Lewis, those two leads are really, really great together. Like she's really menacing but also really charming and he pulls off like this, like being a kid actor um, really, really well and he's, he's quite endearing. And the sequel picks up a couple of years later and nobody believes this thing that happens to him or whatever and then things resurface and the cult reappears and whatever and it's, it's on, it takes place on a boat and in the wilderness and whatever. And I, I don't think it's as good also because he's older so it's kind of it loses a bit of his charm because he looks like, I mean, he's, he's older. Yeah. So he's not this like little kid anymore. But as a pairing of movies, they're quite good. Like I think they're real. I, I never heard of them. The first one came out in 2017 and it completely Missed passed it. me by. Didn't wasn't on my radar at all and then I saw the new one came out and people were talking about it and then I started it and I'm like, oh, shit, I think I've missed something and then I realised that there was this other movie that came before oh. it and they're great. They're really, especially the first one, really fun. Um, yeah, if you like, again, it's like that, it's like more Scream than it is um, than it is like something the like ring. The Ring, for example. Okay. Yeah, It's more that kind of vibe, like tongue-in-cheek yeah. and pop culture references and stuff like yeah. that but it's also very, very, like outlandishly gory, which um, yeah, see, I, which I, I don't know if I kind can of like a that. like Sam Raimi would probably be who did who did like the Evil Dead movies and and Spider Man, but but yeah, but that's kind of um, it's got got that kind of vibe. But get into them; they're good. They're okay. on Netflix. It's, it's so funny, isn't it? That horror movies like there is so much the trope of the babysitter, isn't there? In yeah, all yeah. Kinds of different. Well, yeah. Modes. Normally, it's like the babysitter's murdered or whatever. That's often yeah, the case, yeah, exactly. But, and the phone rings. Or yeah, something. and anyway, yeah. But normally, it's like the high school teen girl like you know getting murdered yeah. but she's the one like doing the murder I kind of love and, that. and running the cult it's it's really good you should watch it yeah and surprising yeah. Mm. uh you've really outstaged me on the indie horror film it's not it doesn't it doesn't feel like an indie movie at all like it's it's not doesn't star like indie actors or anything like that it's i just missed it you know, just, 2017 though, we would have had like a two-year-old at that point. So oh God, not really we surprised. We would have missed a lot of I things. I missed a lot, yeah. Yeah, we could have had a cult, a teenage cult living in our neighbourhood we wouldn't have even known. Totally. We were so bloody tired, mate. You're not wrong. Yeah, they could have murdered us. Unlike we now when we're so fresh. <laughs> no, we have a six-month-old baby. Oh, my God. And a five-year-old. The, mo- the, the, the worst thing about having <laughs> oh like God. a six-month-old, and to be fair, like she's really great. She's and an really amazing easy, baby. And she's yeah. really calm and like. She's chilled out and whatever. But not that our first one wasn't what well, we wasn't. But that's that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh it's it's still like you've got a like a baby to look after. You know what I mean? And just the yeah. idea like we've we're just getting this like our first one to school and he's come all this way and now it's like, Oh, I gotta do this, gotta do this again. Like, <laughs> no. like another yeah, kid. I gotta teach, I gotta teach literally everything. So yeah. Yeah, do it all over again. I know. I mean, and she's awesome. And it's for us it's worked really well having the big cat. Oh yeah. I wouldn't we but, wouldn't um, we wouldn't have done it if we didn't, you know. Yeah, want but to. it's yeah. I know, it's just and we were just kind of getting I think the trickiest part is um now everything in Melbourne, because we're in Melbourne lockdown, but this like literally yesterday yeah. they came out to say that everything could open up. Well, 
in in a COVID normal, whatever that means. But um, everyone was so thrilled and excited about restaurants and bars and pubs opening up and yeah. and all of this stuff. And I, for a minute, was like, oh, yay, woo, maybe I'll book it. Oh, uh, we wait. have a baby. We can't we leave. We can't <laughs> leave. We can't go. We're just in that point where she's not quite old enough yet to yeah, kind yeah. of leave her with anyone. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, so it's our lives are fairly similar. Though I am leaving on, I'm going on um, Sunday for a drink. Remember, I'm going yeah, into the city. You did, so you tell uh, me that. Just to you clarify, uh, you need yeah. to stay here for that, so I can go <laughs> and drink. <laughs> you said it to me, and as if I was going to be like, no, but you. No, like, I know, but you don't want to be oh like, God. hey, I'm off. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You you need to kind of tell each other what's happening like days in advance to kind of yeah, exactly you know. to kind of pre-prepare. Yeah. But I'm very happy for you. It's very exciting. I'm very happy for you. I me am too. catching up for brunch, I think. Oh, good. Yeah, at some point I should let you know. All right, that's the, the fun lives we're the, just talking about. How boring. You're taking the kids there, right, when you go to brunch? Yeah. No, I am taking the baby. Oh, I, oh yeah, because you got to show her off. Yeah, you got to show her off. Like no one has seen it. That's the other strange thing. So many of my very close friends have never met my baby. Mm. What a weird time. Tell you this, though, if any of those friends are listening, she just looks like a baby. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, well. <laughs> Regular baby. Yeah, I guess, yeah, she does. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, I tell you this for nothing. She uh, can already talk and walk. So, doesn't you know, do any of those things. Doesn't do anything. She has two teeth, though. She got <laughs> teeth. That We have kids that get teeth early, and I don't know what that says about us. That's <laughs> that's probably about the for the advancement, but, you know, teeth. It, teeth, that's right. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Where, cool. where, okay, where are we at? What's next? What oh, my got? turn. All right, so I have two things I want to talk about quickly. Hocus Pocus, I know, another massively That's like, been a famous big, cult uh, movie. a big resurgence of late. I know yeah. there was some kind of reunion thing. And yeah, yeah. Well, they're actually on Disney+. Plus. They're making a, a, a sequel. With the original oh, yeah, cast. right. Yeah, yeah. Is They're that filming like, at the moment? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathleen and Jimmy, what about, if you did um, miss this. Jack Nicholson, is he coming back as the devil? Ooh, I is have he, no is idea. Is he in that? I don't think he's in that. I don't I think he's the devil. A movie. I think you're thinking of a different movie. It's made, it was made in 1993 and it's an American dark fantasy comedy horror film directed by Kenny Ortega and written by Neil Cuthbert and Mick Garris. Totally and not in it. Just, I don't know why I thought yeah, that. Yeah, I was thinking, I don't know what movie you're it's thinking about. It's movie where Jack Nicholson is the devil. Okay, I'm going to look that up. you look that up while <laughs> I talk. Um, so, yeah, villainous comedic trio of witches who inadvertently are resurrected by a teenage boy in Salem, Massachusetts on Halloween night. It's spooky. It's freaked me out, right? Just the Come Little Children song that Sarah Jessica Parker sings on her broomstick. It does freak me out, but it's The Witches of Eastwick he was in. There you go. Yeah, All right, so okay. go on. So, well, I mean, and obviously this story is based on this set in Salem, but it's not 
kind of really anything to do with the actual real stories about the Salem witch No, trials. they just killed a bunch of women. That's what happened Correct. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, but this, this movie wasn't that popular when it came out in cinemas, but it's sort of developed like a cult following and I loved it as a kid and was kind of spooked by it, but it's fun. I've heard people so, say that, um, I don't know for whether you've seen it recently, that it doesn't really hold up past nostalgia. What, what, do you, what, would, what would you say to that? Yeah. And this were like people who were like huge fans of it as like Yeah, a kid, I did rewatch parts of it for this. Yeah, it does. It's nostalgic. I'm watching it for nostalgia sure, more yeah. than I'm watching it because it's like a really amazing film. Yeah. Um, actually, you know what I think does make it? Just the chemistry between the yeah, three Yeah, totally. Bitches. I think that's the, what people yeah, really remember from it. Yeah, the rest of the cast, it. the story, you can take a leave, which I think the whole film – Really, the best bit about it is Bette Midler and Sarah Just Clucker and Kathleen and Jimmy. I just think they're fantastic. Yeah, they are. They're good. Bette Midler team. especially is pretty yeah. amazing. But Sarah Jessica Parker's character, she just plays it so brilliantly. They're all good. They're all yeah, really good. They're all they? really good. They actually do a little promo for charity video about yeah. voting and they all get on there and just like do a little spell to get totally. people to Ooh, vote. A spell. Ooh. Ooh, but anyway, so that's quite fun. The other thing I wanted to talk about briefly with you is something that really freaked me out as a kid. Oh, no. And you're going to laugh at me. Okay. But I wonder if anyone else experienced this. We all had puberty, Claire. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to tell it you sucks, a deep all right? We know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you like a deep dog secret. Relax. So when I was a kid, we had a spooky party and mum had this cookbook that had like a theme for like, it was like, must've been just like a nineties kids cookbook with like themes of like a princess party, a fairy party, a spooky party. Spooky party. But there was one plate of things in this that so freaked me out and she made them for our spooky party and it freaked me out so much and I Googled it and it still freaks me out. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Have you ever seen someone make witch's fingers as a dish? Uh, Is it like a dip? I can't remember. So there's a few variations. Sometimes people um, will get like a biscuit because it's also the other other term for it is bloody fingers. Oh, so and it's just like biscuits dipped in like strawberry jam on the end, or you can get a bit. Creative. I have. I I would have seen these, but yeah, yeah. and they can be green or green, whatever. Yeah, but for some, are they little cannon cannellonis? They can be, but they, and sometimes you can make them with pretzel like sticks and then coat them in icing and, the, I, and I then think, have you know what like it is? nails. It's, it's the fingernail on them. Yeah. Because they look like actual actual yeah, fingers to an extent. Do. And I yeah. remember just as a kid, I must have only been like five or something. It just – and I knew they weren't real, but it's something about seeing a whole plate of fingers that look like they've been seven cut fingers. off. Seven fingers. Ooh. That just like has really troubled me for my whole life. So you've never eaten a finger <laughs> since? <laughs> look, I was going to make a joke about something. I bet you were. I'm not going to do it. Will I do it? Look, no. I've never enjoyed a good. <laughs> no, Go on. <laughs> I think people get it. I think the implication is there. Oh Was there, I know you were a big like dress up like um and like Halloween big party kind of family, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, we really were. I remember that story about your dad, how um, you guys had a Halloween themed party and he put on a costume and a mask. Stop me if I'm wrong. Tell me if it's wrong. And he sat in a chair and so everybody came into the party and nobody, he didn't move. So everybody thought he was like a mannequin, like a ghost or a ghoul or whatever he was supposed to be. 
And then suddenly, <laughs> did he just he move moved, his head? He just moved. Like he didn't even move like much, did he? Did no, he just... but like a cu- like quite a few kids had to leave the party. <laughs> That's so your dad though, yeah. just taking things too far. Yeah. Just like com- absolutely committing to this bit. He yeah. probably sat there for like 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he did as well. He did. He really committed to it. And just like <laughs> these kids are just totally freaked out. And now when I think about it, those parents would have been freaked out too, I reckon, being like, you reckon? what is this guy oh, doing? Well, it was different in the 90s as well because Halloween is bigger now than it used to be, but there was a lot of like, that's oh, some American bullshit or whatever because that yeah. was what it was like for me growing up. It wasn't really a thing. Nobody in my street did it. But now in my parents' street, like all the kids do it. They all do it, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and like in our neighbourhood, they people, not this year obviously, but a lot of more people do it. And I think it's great and I – because I know people are like, oh, it's just a commercial, blah, blah, blah. Everything's that. Fucking everything is yeah. like a made-up thing and just let people, like, have fun. It's fine. Yeah, and it, and there is something quite community-spirited yeah, about it. In our great. neighbourhood, people get out there and have barbecues yeah. and, like, just the parents, <laughs> they, like, have wine in tents on their nature totally. streets. And, yeah, it's really fun. I think it's good, yeah. Yeah, I think it's good too. Um, the other, just going back to my dad very briefly, just reminded me of something. He once taught a lecture on mortality and death and he bought a coffin. Yes. He got, as he was talking about mortality and death, he just got two guys from a funeral home to bring in a coffin. Yeah. Just leave it in the lecture theatre and then take it out again. Because <laughs> didn't he, and I remember because he was telling me about this and he said, I was really disappointed because nobody asked about it. Like no, nobody put up their hand and was like, the fuck yeah. is this? What do you do? What is this? Yeah, because yeah. I because I I don't know. I think it was it was like a way of like making it more real and visceral. Was that yeah, the idea that, behind I it? I think he was wanting people to really think to really understand that one day that would be there. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, nobody asked. I mean, if, it if that had been me, I would have been like, uh, excuse me, do you want to explain this? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't anybody say anything? I don't know. They were, I don't know. Existential philosophy students. Yeah, that too must cool have been it. Yeah. He I also know. he told me though he wanted to take it a step further. I don't know whether he told you this that he closed dad's past by the way for those who don't know, but. He wanted to put his like stand it up and put a mirror inside it, so people and he would fi- get people to file up one by one and like stand in front of it, and then you see yourself like like lying in a coffin. And shockingly, the university wouldn't let him do it. Did, really, it was it the uni yeah. that stopped him? Oh right, I thought he just thought it was too far, but he he was good. He would have had to cut a mirror like the shape of a coffin to do it. Like, and knowing my daddy would have done it. <laughs> we would have. He definitely yeah, would have. Zero embarrassment. I don't want to take things too far, my dad. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Uh, imagine that, though, as a lecturer. I would have loved that. I would have thought it was great. Yeah, we definitely would But, yeah, I think, think also, like, if you've got – if you recently lost somebody or you've experienced yeah. trauma, it's not the best thing to There's do. A, I mean, yeah, but I mean, and also I bet I guess you're also doing a subject called – Mortality and death. That's a good point. You did choose mortality, that. morality. I think might have been the subject okay. line. Anywho, mortality. Right. You're going to die definitely. <laughs> Make sure you do it ethically. Ethically, I think, is the whole That's idea. It. Yeah. Anyway, your turn. Uh yeah. How much time we got? Because we might have a to bit wrap of it time. up. All right. Cool. My, this, I don't have a second horror thing actually. <gasps> All right. I didn't well, think I, I beat you. Well, I didn't. Yeah, so I said one horror. I said one horror. Yeah. Well, thing what's called. your other thing? Uh, so um, I got a couple of things I could talk about, but let's do. This one's more horror related. Do you want to do a post-apocalyptic uh, movie, Claire? Oh, my God. It's from 2015. Uh, it's called you Z- 
that's supposed to be someone. People say to me all the time, James is a movie buff and television. He knows everything about it. I and don't. I want to say to them, no, he doesn't know everything. He hasn't no. watched that art house film you've taught, heard about. No. No, I probably He's have. Mostly post-apocalyptic things and things in, about superheroes and no, like sci-fi. that's the thing. No, I do like that. That's like my wheelhouse. But I watch as much as I can of everything. I try to. There's always there. I've got huge gaps in my knowledge. But if you if if you've got an action movie from 2002 to 2008, I've seen it in cinemas. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. Was, you've had children. That was the era happened. of me and Mason seeing literally every movie that came out. Yeah, I remember that. Um, anyway, uh, so what I'm going to talk about is called Z for uh, for Zachariah. It's directed by Craig Zobel. It's based on the book of the same name. It came out in 2015. Again, never heard of it before. It popped up on Stan, I think. But it stars Margot Robbie. It stars Chiwetel Ejiofor and it stars Chris Pine. It's a really good cast. Ooh, great it's all cast. the people that are in it. So it's the fallout from a nuclear war and this woman, Margot Robbie, uh, lives on a farm by herself because her family has passed away. And it's also her farm happens to be tucked away in this valley where the nuclear fallout, for whatever reason, it doesn't get there. It's not really explained properly, but it could be like the peaks of the mountains or it could be an altitude thing or whatever. So she's just living there. She's working the land by herself. For all she knows, she's the only person that's left. And then, oh, and she's got a dog, I think, okay, maybe. And it, yeah, she does. Anyway, uh, then Chiwetel Ejiofor turns up. Uh, do you know him? He's in a bunch of stuff. He's the bad guy in Doctor Strange. He's in a bunch of stuff. But he's great. And he's just, he's just been, he was living in a bunker and he just wanted to find something else because everything's dead and irradiated. And so they start forming this relationship. But, you know, but he doesn't, you know, like don't, don't want to, take this too quickly or just do this because we're potentially the last two people left. Do you know what I mean? What amount of pressure that would be. Yeah, a huge amount of pressure. Imagine that. Mm. And also like it would be very because you'd also be pretty horny, right? Yeah, you'd be. I'd imagine you would be, yes. Yeah, but what if the person was like weren't that into them? Well, yeah, exactly. Would you eventually just have sex because you were bored and there was only probably, two of you there? Probably. <laughs> eventually. I'd imagine so. Oh, how repulsive would someone have? Like, how much would you not want to be with someone for you never for the rest of a ten? You probably, if you didn't like it. each other, you probably end up killing each other. Speaking of, <laughs> um, so All then right. a third person turns up, Chris Pine. Yes, and then it becomes Ooh, love this triangle. love. Yeah, and it's sort of, and it's and it is a love triangle, but it's more this kind of it's the shifting dynamic, and then there's this mistrust between like who was this new guy and. Chiwetel Ejiofor, who turned up, and originally there's this, like, questions about who he is, you know, on a mean side, and then, and then it's like there's a stranger again and he gets very protective and, like, you know, kind of we were here first and whatever, but it's like, but you just got here also, like, this is, yeah. you know what I mean? So then this dynamic kind of uh, exists between them and it's post-apocalyptic in the, in the sense that, like, everybody's gone, but it's not like nuclear fallout and aliens and monsters. It's just these three people living in this farmhouse. And that's it. That's the movie. That's so interesting. And like in the on the land and whatever, and they're trying to get power back. So it's about them building a generator, and there's a nearby waterfall. So they're trying to they're trying to build this thing. It's kind of and and to do that, they have to kind of they have to decide whether to knock down Margot Robbie's father's church to build the the water wheel to spin it, and then you know, so it's kind of there's that dilemma there because that's kind of the last remnants of her father and her faith and all those kinds of things. And so it's about jealousy and mistrust and like people's intentions deep down and what people do for. Well, like on in on in the name of these of these things, do you know what I mean? Like it should really be the situation where these three people meet, and you're probably the last people left. So maybe you know try and make the most of it, you know. And it it's concern of how things spiral, but it's not really in a it's not in a gory way or a bloody way. It's more in kind of just 
and that feels very like true to human nature. Um, it's good. Mm. I'd never heard of it. It's good. See if it's Zachariah. It's on something. Sounds good. Yeah. Margot Robbie is a bloody She's great. Superstar. She's really good. She also produces her own yeah, stuff. Yeah, she does, wow. um, which is cool. Which, um, is, which means she gets way more interesting roles. Yes. And really I, She's clearly roles. gone out of her way and I think it's similar to what someone like Nicole Kidman's done or Reese Witherspoon where if you want these kind of roles and you want to play these interesting characters, you need to take. Particularly if you're control. a woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to, totally. And you see for like Michael B. For, yeah, yeah, Michael B. Jordan's the same, uh, the actor from Creed. Like, you know, you, you, you create these things and then you can, it gives you more freedom. And it also shows that by doing that, people want to see the things that you make. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Reese Witherspoon has been such a um, trailblazer in lots of ways for doing that, for creating roles for women to be complex and villainous and dark blonde. and blonde. <laughs> And Legally no, Blonde 3 is coming, did you hear? Two I years. did see that. I certainly you ever seen those? I, I, had the, the I had the first I one's that. really good and the second one's like whatever. Yeah, the first one is excellent. Yeah. I saw the musical for some reason. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, and it wasn't that good. Oh, really? But it was all right. But I think I think the genius of that first movie is Reese Witherspoon and the, her mm. ability to play like that sort of America's sweetheart, yeah. blonde, ditzy kind of character but also managed to bring such such wit and intelligence to yeah. it in a way. Like she manages to walk that line really well. Um, I've seen bits and pieces. See, I haven't seen everything, have I? Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of that movie but, yeah. She's, it's great. She's good, I like her. Yeah, it's really fun but And it's got paid got by a lot, a lot of money from Quibi, I found out recently, from Mason on our more successful podcast. Ah, yeah. Quibi? What's Quibi? Oh, really? You don't know? No. Okay. What's Quibi? Uh, short breakdown. So imagine a streaming service, right, but it only comes to your phone and it, and it has episodic content with stars you love like a Chrissy Teigen, a Reese Witherspoon or whatever, but they're only in four-minute chunks and you can watch them this way on your phone horizontally <laughs> or this way. Isn't that it's, Quibi like, stands for quick bites. And imagine isn't say, that just Instagram? Yes. And imagine <laughs> say you raise $1.75 billion dollars <gasps> Because you're one of the former CEOs at Disney to get this thing off the ground. And imagine it launches in the peak of a pandemic when people are starved for content, but you also don't have an app, so it goes to your television. So you can also watch it not only on your phone, but watch it on your television screen. But you didn't do that. Imagine if you didn't do that. It was strictly home. And imagine, say you wanted to share that content because you're enjoying it, but there's copyright systems in place on your on the app, which means you can't screenshot it or take clips and post them online to show people you're enjoying a show. <laughs> and imagine <laughs> that after six months of you trying to get this thing working Millions and giving out hundreds of thousands of free subscriptions and you were aiming to get 7.6 million people by the end of the year on board, you only had 300,000. Imagine. <laughs> and then imagine... That on top of that, Imagine. you're hemorrhaging money literally every day because you pumped so much resources into stars who to produce content and then didn't promote it properly and nobody knows what this thing is. Well, I've never heard Ima- of it. And imagine, just say last week, <laughs> they decided to fire all the 200 people who work on this app and close it all down and return whatever money is left to investors. And imagine you're Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, and you come in to talk about doing a show and the and one of the executives from that, from Disney, says, you know what you'd be great as? You could do exercise classes like Jane Fonda. <gasps> <laughs> oh so that's Quibi in a nutshell. Oh, my God. 
God. Yeah. That is totally someone who doesn't understand social media. It's like there's free stuff that's that's bad. Yeah, there would be. There's better than that. Yeah. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, That's what Twitter. I mean. Why would you even bother going into that space? Because it's all already done. It's ridiculous. And the market's already. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That is some. Is that like some guy who's just never understood? I think it's a man and a woman. I can't remember their name. Right. Katzenberg. And cats and birds, and her and cats Meg and, and Meg and Meg that Whitman, makes sense. yeah. Cats and but birds he was like, he had, come up with an he, but he headlined like I think he bought in like that good era of DreamWorks, and he worked at Disney, like so. That's why they managed to get all this money because oh, he was like this Disney like powerhouse genius. executive. But now he's like sixty five and he doesn't know what like people want, or obviously, how people actually or how people access things. Access. Like he could have given money. What, what he should have done. No, we're talking about this. Why are we talking about this? We're at the end of the episode. But giving money to like Instagram influencers and like not talking about people like me, but like bigger, big YouTubers and things like that to make stuff because then they promote it on their social media. Like, yeah, but I still don't think. No, I still think it's a terrible. But you'd have to do that in in conjunction with the app, so they'd be posting things and go watch the full series on whatever. I don't know. It's crazy. Like every step that they took was like that's the wrong step. Well, you know what makes me the most angry. And like, and Hannah Gatsby would say, "Puff a fish," about it. I'm just puffering away. Yeah. Had that money could go to a bazillion. I know, but you could say that for Ed. You could say that for literally yeah, anything. A billion dollars. Imagine if we pumped that into trying to save the planet. One point seven five billion dollars. No money in that though. Investors put in money oh, to, to get to a return. Returns. Yeah, that's how anything imagine, works. Like, imagine though, if they put one point seven billion dollars into you know renewables. Nah, I want Quibi. <laughs> Anywho. Stands for quick bites. Oh. There's a story. I will say that's not a bad name. <laughs> yes, it is. There's a <laughs> there's a they did a they did a short form uh, short story where it's a woman who uh, gets her arm removed. Quick bite. Quick, she gets, yeah, she gets her arm removed, and so they give her a golden arm. But the golden arm is slowly poisoning her. But she's so in love with the golden arm that she doesn't want to remove Hang it. On, is this real? It's real, and it poisons her. And that's the show. It's called the Golden Arm. Hey, so, but it's a show. That's it's, all, not it's a twenty like minute it... show in four minute chunks. God, I want to watch a show in four-minute chunks. Yes, you do, Claire. <laughs> you can get Quibi. It shuts down early December, so you've still got time. You could just put that on Facebook. You could. And imagine you go to sell this app, but then when you go to sell it because you're hemorrhaging money, the deals that you made with creators mean that the creators still own all their content. So anything that you made for Quibi, you do not have the license to. Imagine that. <laughs> That's Quibby. Anyway, <laughs> we should wrap this the up. The glee with which you share about this is hysterical. Very last thing, uh, reviewer time. Oh, yeah. I Review. love when people leave reviews. It really helps out the show. It says, you're my happy places from Absolute Emerald. So I wait for you guys every week. Don't ever stop what you're doing unless Don't you want. Don't stop. Never give up. Never give That's up. That's what they say. But then they say, unless you want to. You're doing great. Keep up the good work. We will. Thank you, Absolute Emerald. What Absolute have you got in terms Emerald, of letters? You're an absolute gym. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. I have got an email. You can email the show at suggestiblepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you with your suggestibles. This one is from Chelsea Wing. Dear Sundays, I messaged Claire a few weeks ago asking for details about her blue pot. She certainly did. As I was hoping to buy one to celebrate my partner and I'm moving in together, you can go and look at my blue pot if you're so inclined. Did you? No, at did they, so, on Instagram. Did you describe it so well? No, I told them the exact Model. Oh, so the, you just posted a picture and they were like, what is this? No, because I talk about it on my on my gram, oh. my magical pot on my gram. And you could I love be an to influencer on Quibi. In, I could. Yeah, are you saying I'm I'm only good enough for Quibi? 
There's some big there names is. on Quibi. Liam Hemsworth had a show. Yeah. Sophie Turner had a show. All right. Are you calling Chrissy me the Teigen. Liam Hemsworth of Le, Le Crochet Blue Pots? Hey, Liam Hemsworth is the second best Hemsworth. There's a Hemsworth below him. Didn't you know that? <laughs> yeah, I do There's know. The third Hemsworth. What's his name? Chad. <laughs> no, his name's Luke Hemsworth. Oh, he's the eldest. Not a good name, is it? No. Poor Luke. Anywho, I mean, he's, he's probably fine. He's fine. He's on Westworld. He's fine. Don't he's even fine. worry and about it. And they're all yeah. bloody super good. They're all rich and ripped. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so this is from Chelsea. I'm happy to report that we are mostly moved in because they bought, she bought the blue pot to celebrate her partner and moving in together, which is really cool. And I made my first meal with my blue pot while listening to Suggestible, of course. It was as magical as I'd hoped. I wanted to recommend the recipe I used, Cookie and Kate's Red Curry. It was delicious and warming and easy to substitute veggies as needed. For James, I can recommend the game Destiny 2, which we've been enjoying uh, even see, while I'm, sitting I'm, on the floor I'm a as bit, we have no It's a couch. live service. I'm a bit up and down on these bloody live services, mate. Oh, he's yeah. up and down. He's all around. He's torn. I'm a huge fan, but I've heard He's all things. out of faith. He's Natalie and Brulering it over there. And Brulering it. This is how we feel. That's how I feel. He doesn't know if he should watch Destiny 2. It's not, it's a, it's a game. Because he's on the floor. <laughs> They're know. on the floor. They are sitting on the floor as they have no couch. We did that. Remember when we moved into our apartment, we ate pizza on the floor. Yeah, we did. Off the floor. Uh, we didn't even put it there. We went no. in and there was a pizza on the floor and we ate it. And we lay on our stomachs and put our heads in the carpet and ate it. And we went, mmm, mm, this is a mistake old we pizza. said. Old pizza. How old is this? <laughs> Chef's kiss. Yeah. Yeah, no, we did do that though and it's kind of lovely and fun. Now yeah. we have lots of furniture. Yeah. It's a surprisingly fun sci-fi. Don't go out, I would say, for furniture. Don't go out and buy everything all at once. Just like. Get old stuff and then like slowly replace it. That's what we did. Over yeah, the years. we did. Don't we... don't like go into debt buying different couches and no, exactly. So you don't know what you want until like yeah, exactly. You live in a space for a while. Correct. And if you move places, mm. then you need. Also, I don't know what I'm doing. So I have a partner who's better at that than me, which is you. And that being said, you're not even that good at it. Hey, <laughs> no, I do have an existential crisis every time we have to buy something. I'm always like. Like frolicking around with a measuring tape, putting down newspaper. Yeah, that's, that's a really good tip, actually. If you need to buy new furniture, you need to do a shit on the floor, put down newspaper, <laughs> and then eat it. Is that what we're doing? Eating? I didn't say that. Floor? What's wrong with you? I don't know. It's very late. I'm losing my mind. Anyway, we don't no longer have the excuse of the pandemic lockdown to say that we're losing our sanity. Yes, we so. do. Anyway, um, moving right along, I will say this quick tip if you're moving into a new place and you're buying some furniture, measure out the size of the furniture on the floor, put masking tape mm. around it and then just live with it for a little bit because sometimes you can measure something out and it'll fit in the space but actually it's in an awkward position. Yeah. And, and you forget like the lip of the it. table like it's like a... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you'll just like bang into the corner of the table or exactly. whatever. You can tell you've never bought furniture because no one forgets the lip of the table because you forget. measure out the top of the table. No, mate. I know, but you, you kind of you don't get the sense of it unless it's like unless you have to physically walk around it. Yeah, yeah that's correct. Exactly right. So, yeah, put some paper. And you I've bought furniture. You're always tape. like, I need you to come look at this couch. Okay. So I drive out. I drive out. This is my life. So I drive okay. to a furniture store <laughs> and I get done there. This twice. I get there maybe three times. Oh, and they're like, hey. And I'm like, hey, um, my wife wants me to look at this couch that we're getting. And then they go, oh, yeah, over here. And they, and they come over and they're like, this is a couch. And I go, great, thanks. And then I leave. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I go, so this is my life. I research for six months. I go to about 20 different stores. I measure out the floor. I put down the masking tape. I walk around it. I look at different fabrics and see what will work in the space and when you have kids and how to scotch guard it. And then I finally narrow it down to three couches and then I say to you, hey, James, I I need you to come and look at this couch because it's a giant purchase. And I go, ugh. Yeah, and he goes, ugh. I literally have to go for an hour out of my day to look at this couch. Yep. And you complain the whole way there and the whole way back. It's true. I wish I'd married someone that would choose furniture for me. Me too. (laughs) I wish you married someone that chose furniture. And then I could just live out the back. The problem with you is like Like you just don't even (laughs) – You get called that so often. Oh, mate, every Um, day. Yeah, you. the problem with you, Jim Jam, is that you don't notice things in the house. We've had a pot – a beautiful pot that my beautiful friend Bridge gave me yeah. um, when I just before I had a little baby, and it's got a beautiful hand painted rainbow on it that she got gifted from made for, from, from someone, yeah, go on. and it's got a beautiful paisley lily in it, and it's been in our kitchen for six months. Yeah, and I said because it's going a little bit curly brown on the edges. Oh, James, have you been watering that? Because it shouldn't need too much water because it'll start to like look sad. And you said I've literally never seen it. <laughs> I have never and seen I that do, part. And I do like the kitchen like ev- literally every day and I'm like, I don't know, I've never seen that it's before. It's literally right next to I the I couldn't sink. miss it. It's not in like a weird nah, spot. It's like right there. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I don't know this plant, so can't help you. Anyway, we should go. We should go. All right. We've been suggestible pod. You can find thanks us. Thanks for your emails. We appreciate it. And thanks yeah, for your reviews. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you can find us at suggestible pod. Thanks to Collings for editing. He's a goddamn legend and all of the show links below. That's right. And uh, happy Halloween. Is that what you say? A spooky Halloween. If you want to be a bit cheeky, you say happy Smalloween. <gasps> well, We're not gonna do I would that. never be cheeky. No. I'm only tweaky. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Our strongest finish. I mean, mine, mine wasn't a good joke, but... Uh, <laughs> We should we, record these late. We should record them as soon as we get up. I know. Yeah, yeah All right. we should. Okay, you can't piece two words together when you wake up in the morning. No, when that's when that window of time where I'm awake, which is between like 11 and 11.43. Yeah, correct. That's when exactly. I work out, so I don't know. <laughs> Far out. All right, goodbye. All right, see you later, peeps. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.